if you do not somehow know Michael Ross from the RPG Academy, let us introduce you. Michael, welcome to Tabletop Journeys. What's up, Michael? Thank you. I am super stoked to be here as well. We're going to be playing the game that you wrote, your D12 system, Action 12 Cinema. Two of my biggest loves in this world are bad action movies and role-playing games. So we're going to start off by rolling a bunch of D12s, and it's going to help us determine what type of a movie story we're telling. And we're going to create some NPCs and locations and all that kind of stuff. The concept that I've got is the the generic hacker that, like, think Jeff Goldblum from Independence Day, like, who finds out that alien technology works on Apple Macintosh products. My name is Jagger. My parents were big Rolling Stone fans. Do you have a hacker name you go by, or is that it? Like, you go, Jagger's just like your share name. Everybody calls you Jagger. Oh, so my hacker name, so that actually is my hacker name. And you so you know me as Jagger, and online I'm like J at sign GG3R. I'm going for a kid who got through high school, did okay, not terrible, not bad, not great. Joined the military, trained with various folks for various nice jobs for a little while, but then got sidetracked because he's always second guessing his own value and worth. That, by mm-hmm. the way, my Achilles heel. And then has more recently branched out and is working in the business field in the office building where we all meet while I'm trying to put together a career as a stand-up comic. (laughs) Okay. His name is Khalif LeClaire, but he goes by the name Cal. Oh, I'm going to be playing Stan. And Stan is a delivery driver for a pizza place. And he happens to be in the building when this whole thing starts to go down. So we can always cut, cut. we can literally just cut here and then pick back up a day in the future, a month in the future, or does it, whatever we need it to do for act two. So act two, what were our obstacles? It was going to be the paranoia and the plan it out. Plan it out. Yep. Yeah. So we it still cool me like at some point between the acts, we have to have an idea of what's going on and then either who to stop or, or we have to get to area 51. And so the plan it out is going to be, how do we get there type of a thing? During um, the paranoia, hopefully we figure out what's going on. And yeah, that could be I'm, like other people could be like stopping you. So basically the planet out is going to work like a montage. Uh, we're going to be building a montage in real time. First, we got to get to the train and then we're at the train. And then we got to do, so the paranoia could be other people trying to stop you from doing it because they think you're behind or they don't understand what you're doing. Again, you yeah. can interpret it however you want. So I, I'm going to toss out an idea here. Out, out of game, knowing that Jessica is really tiny, the rogue fairy agent, I think it makes sense for our planet out montage to happen at the pizza shop where Jessica works. Yeah. And and as, as a way to, to bridge that. And on the upside, it's in a low building just on the outskirts of the main downtown section, which is the only area the shrinking was focused on. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Um, so, so maybe like, like half when we arrive, shrunk. Yeah. When we arrive, it's across the street from the line where the shrinking stopped. So, oh, you know, perfect. Like yep. looking out the windows at the empty skyline. Like you had like an outdoor freezer or something, and the freezer shrunk. Yeah. All right. Right. Fair. And some of the tables uh, yep. for the outdi- yeah, exactly. outside dining exactly. area. The outdoor dining area. They're yep. now Barbie yeah, exactly. sized. Exactly. Excellent. So we did use one trope. So the four that are left, we have to decide, do we want to carry any of them forward into act two? So you literally just draw a little arrow to the box beside of it or rewrite it. 
we do need to fill in the one we use or we could roll five brand new ones. It's whatever you think would be the most fun. I like moving them all forward. Okay. Then we just need the one. I think you didn't get to roll because we had the odd number last time. If you want to go ahead and roll that for me, Lee. We could use ceiling crashing with oh, the walls. Actually, yeah. Yep. And actually secret door to get to the to the air vent at all. Or is that kind of, is that going to the well too many times to say that we use three tropes in that well, one? We didn't actually use them for the benefit. So if you want right, to. So they didn't count. actually count. Yeah. As so you can bring them up as you, that's an action trope movie. You're going to have all kinds of them, but you didn't spend yeah, yeah. them. So if you want to keep it to use for later, that's up to you. Yep. Good call. Yep. All of those are fun. Yeah. I, I definitely think I can think of a place to use the uh, the secret passage again. Yep. Okay. All right. We need you to roll a new one for us then. And that's 2D12 or just the one? Just two, please. 10 and a nine. 10 and a nine. That is, that's Ferris Wheel of Doom or Ceiling Crush again. So if you'd like to re-roll again, please. You can re-roll this, the one die and I'll stay on the same table. Four? It's die, D-Y-E or die. Or Lockie MacGyver in the store cupboard. So die or die is where you have to disguise yourself in some way using like the natural environment or you'll be killed. And Lockie MacGyver is basically, you're going to get put in some place that you're locked up, but it happens to have everything that you need around you to do what you need to do. I like uh, the MacGyver one. All right. So we can just pick up with act two. And again, you can do a soft insert where you're just coming into the pizza place or we could just get it's two weeks later. You're all like beard coming out. You're almost food's gone. (laughs) However, whoever goes first kind of gets to set that in motion. Cool. All right. So how are we going to go first? Yep. Whoever just wants to, whoever has an idea and wants to get things started. I've I've got a, I've got a great idea. So I think it's about a week later. Basically, Chicago is littered with tent city recovery centers while people are trying to relocate, trying to move people into outer lying schools, things of that nature. We ended up congregating because we're just there. My apartment building was shrank to nothing. We ended up congregating at the pizza place. So while no businesses are operating fully, some places, restaurants and stuff are trying to feed people just to get by and government is helping them out in that regard. Commerce has stopped and this seems to be a nationwide, worldwide thing that's happening in major cities, but it's going from big cities like all the capital cities, Chicago and the big cities worldwide, and it's starting to move to smaller cities. So basically buildings that are over six stories tall are all being shrunk and they're going whatever's happening is happening one city at a time. So it's getting worse and there doesn't seem to be a lot that is being done about it. And we're congregated here because we're helping volunteering, no, nowhere else to go thing. And, and I know him well enough that I got us all a bunk here since none of us have anywhere to sleep anymore. Yep. Yep. Pretty much. So I think that's how we got, we roll into the second act is this is what we're doing and we're handing out people we see that one person who i made fun of on the l and i'm handing him i'm handing him some pasta and some sauce and and a cup of hot cocoa here you go man i like to think that his back was turned and you're like hey i'm talking to you he he, he turns around and you hand him his food Uh, it's de niro again (laughs) so we have the two obstacles so we can introduce either one of the ones that we want to first i think it makes sense that maybe we're dealing with the paranoia first and maybe these these efforts are actually helping because the general populace are they don't still don't know who's behind it there's no no demands have been made so everyone's starting to blame their neighbors so just the fact that you're doing this community service is helping to lower the paranoia of those around you but again it's up to you i'm just throwing out ideas And it's giving us something to do, helping us fight our own paranoia. Because when 
Stanley is not able to stay busy. He tends to sit in a near catatonic, not quite, but near catatonic state as his mind just swirls trying to figure out what's going on. Mm -hmm. And so he's stuck in this paranoid yeah. loop of how is this even possible? How could it be happening? Yeah. And I'm sure that not just for him, but for a number of other people, there'd be a lot of camera time spent on the overall distress and fraught with yeah. fear, yeah. the whole environment There's of the There's probably B-roll of riots and stuff happening in yep. other <clears throat> cities. Except that, in the, yeah. the B-roll, there's buildings everywhere, but that doesn't make sense. But again, that's the type of movie we're making. Yeah. And they're all on fire instead, exactly. Yeah. And in the back of the pizza shop where we set our, where we have our bunk set up, that Jagger has been spending a bunch of time back there. And at one point, you open the door and like, a la Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, you see him with the wall is plastered with news articles and there's like red yarn connecting various things and he's just desperately trying to wrap his head around what it is that's going on just trying to see the trying to see the connection between everything that that's that's going on though okay. so i think but, it makes sense we'll start with lee you can roll for the trying to reduce the paranoia and then josh you can go first that could be the first step of planning it out is that you've i figured yep. out the pattern on yep. your yarn wall and then go from there yep. so then we just like have it. one going at the same time yep sure. i'm basically gonna just work on talking to people and trying to calm them down and say, we'll get through this. My, my military training, my motivational speaking, it all comes in together here in that don't worry. You, there's people have a plan. We'll get through this. What we have to do is keep everybody fed, keep everybody watered and be good to each other. And we'll be okay. Who better than Chicago to get through a problem? Our whole city burned down over a cup over a hundred years ago or so. And we are still here. We'll get through this. And uh, I'll just try to talk people out of uh, being overly worried. All right. Get people to rally. So that's going to be a two, four, and oh, yeah. And the one you start with. So that's five. So I have a four, a seven, an eight, and a five. All right. So all that's one success. So you did help. You are helping keep people calm. It doesn't have a great effect. It's pretty local. You're just talking to the people that can hear your voice. You're not yeah. like on a public stage, but it's helping. All right. So you've reduced the paranoia by one. I was going to say, how many points do we have to hit for the two objectives in Act 2? There's both 12, each? 12 in Act 2. In Act 3 yeah. is when it, you have one at 12 and two at six. And whenever it's your turn, you can affect one or the other, but not both. The only exception is if you reduce one past zero, if there's any left over, you can roll that into the next one, but you can't like split cool. and go, I'm doing two yep. on this one, two on that one. <clears throat> otherwise. Cool. Okay. Okay. All right. All right. So I think it makes sense for you to go next, Josh, if you want. And again, you're doing the plan it out. You're putting it all totally. together. You're seeing yeah. the pieces in a way that no one else is yet. So I want to use brains, obviously. And I'd also, one of my plus twos was trivial knowledge. So just think of the average things that you've got in Trivial Pursuit or that kind of thing, like random factoids to see if use that to go ahead and get some sort of connection, like something weird that reminds me of some of something. So, so it's five die. Fell. All right. So it's a three, a five, a six. A 10 and a 12. So it looks like three successes. Yep. And then you have the okay. 12, so you can hold it. You yep. can roll it now. I'll roll it now. Okay. And that's a two. <laughs> okay. So just the three successes. So here's the thing. Right. 
what did you actually find out? Like we've got to give some made up pseudoscience sure. bullcrap of what you've realized. Yeah. So what I have noticed is that some of a bunch of people that have started analyzing the buildings for clues to go ahead and see what found out. And all of the buildings that have had this happen to them stir on like a, this pseudoscientific device. Think of the ghost detectors that they used in Ghostbusters, where it's like every time it reads like electromagnetic energy, but the energy that it radiates is the same kind of energy that they, that they, that people think radiate from ley lines. And every time they get one by one of the buildings, this electromagnetic energy goes off the charts. And it's the only, they see these, uh, these types of readings like at crop circles and ley lines and everything like that. So there's this, like this, this quack scientist at the university of California, San Diego named Anthony Blackman, who thinks that that some sort of he hasn't quite nailed it out just yet but he thinks that it has something to do with Ireland and he hasn't figured out what yet but he thinks all like that's what it is yeah exactly it's every time that every time you put a compass over the buildings also they always point to Ireland now and he can't and so with that and the electromagnetic energy has something to do with Ireland and he does but he doesn't know what all right so Glenn you would be next but just let me give you a suggestion here this might be a great time for tiny to make an entrance maybe coming in going, you're right thing <laughs> well, I wasn't going to go quite that far, but yes, I already the plan <laughs> to, cut, to cut to Tiny. And I was going to say that over the last bit of footage in the film, periodically in a lot of the shots, people may or may not have noticed it, but there's a whole lot of shots of Jessica looking forlorn and everybody else, but a little bit less scared and paranoid, like she doesn't know what's going on and more mm. doom and gloom sad just staring Knowing out glances, the, the yeah. front window and looking all not paranoid the rest of us but what if they find out i'm one of them like guilty uh, yeah okay yeah a little, little, little bit of guilt going on and stanley's finally picked up on this and he's just he thinks he's just trying to say hey it'll be all right we're gonna get through this val's been saying to everybody on the street and he's not that charming he's really <laughs> not like charm is my hero so he's literally copying parroting words that he's heard val using outside as he puts his and he puts his hand awkwardly on her shoulder and he's it's it's, it's gonna be okay we're gonna get through this and she glances over her shoulder with this like piercing look of uh, yeah you don't know crap and that's and says that you have no idea what you're talking about there's no getting through this and just turns back towards the window but she said it with like such surety and confidence like she knew exactly what was going on that stands like what that doesn't make any sense but he's a little not that swift when it comes to associating with other folks sometimes a little too smart for his own good doesn't socialize really well it's one of the reasons why he started learning to fight and doing the mma thing so he lets it go and he swings by back where jagger's been working and gets a look at that big board for the first time. And he's like, so this is what you've been working on. I think I figured it out. There's a guy. And Jagger looks totally like manic, right? He's like, there's a guy. He's been putting together all these things. And he's like gesticulating around the board and everything like that. And you say he's in Ireland? No, he thinks that Ireland's related, though. He doesn't know why. Ireland. Huh. And Stanley stops and thinks again for a minute. And he's like, Jessica's been acting weird. And she's got an Irish accent, which she hasn't had in the entire film so far. <laughs> but she conveniently will by the time we, yeah. we yeah. see her again. Hi, yeah. lads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a different actress for act two. She does have a four-leaf clover tattoo on her shoulder, though. 
Exactly. Is that a tattoo? It's not a tattoo. So what are you trying to accomplish? Yeah. That's a good question. That is a good freaking question. Again, trying to well, bring Jessica in would be a he's huge He's going to be like, plan. he's going to lean back at the door and say, hey, Jessica, come here. And so Jessica comes over and she looks in the door and her eyes widen. And she starts trying to back away. I'm like, wait, come on in. She's like, I don't want any part of this. What do you mean? You don't even know what we're doing yet. Oh, shit. I forgot. She has an Irish accent now. Don't worry. The actress did too. She did indeed. That's right. Yeah. I just don't think I should be any part of it. You I don't even know what we're talking you. about. <laughs> and finally, we coax her into the room and she's like, oh, I knew somebody would figure it out eventually. Fine. I know what's going on. And Oof. she confesses and transforms into this big, giant, hulking dude that looks like, <laughs> not quite like if you crossed Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito, no milkshake involved. So you got like that Danny DeVito, like dirty, scruffy look on the big muscly guy. And she's got, he's got one fairy's bent. One, one wing is bent, like broken forward. And the other one kind of sticks out and he's like, hey. So sounds, let's see, do we have to charm her into getting, getting her cooperation here? Is that where we're going with this? I think that's where we're headed. And we're, and we're all naturally shocked. There's a little bit more to the scene yeah. than that because I can't visually describe it all. And after a little bit of wordplay, finally, we're trying to, now that we've figured out that they know something, charm them into helping us, giving us the skinny, letting us know what's going on. All right. So sounds yeah. good to me. Yeah, I got a little rambly in there, but it's all right. we'll go with charm. Cause that's all I got. We have to hit 88 minute runtime or we can't get put in the theater. So <laughs> exactly. Fair right. enough. Fair enough. And I have a relationship with tiny though. So I'm going to leverage that to get a second die. Yep. I can't figure out any of our tropes that are appropriate. I could pull out a sword and a gun, but nah. so you got one. What's your charm score? Well, a zero. Zero. Do you have a skill? Two. Do I have a skill? You can um, make one up that if you think it would fit the situation. But you don't have to. Again, don't make something that kind of violates what you see your character doing. But you have the no, option. No, I like to. it. Confuses people with logic. I like it. Because he's not charming, but he'll talk circles around it till you agree because you're not sure what else to do. Exactly. Truly, you have a dizzying intellect. Wait till I get started. I have a three, a seven, and a twelve. And one should never mess with the Sicilian when yeah. death is on the line. Nine. All right. So the 12 counts as two successes and you still have the 12. You can hold it for later. You can roll it right now. What would you like to do with it? Uh, I'm going to roll it right now this time. I did it the other way last time. Okay. 11. 11. That's another success. We're now halfway through the planet out already. So Jessica's got Ooh. to give us some good information here, or I should have said tiny. Yep. yep. So do we want to do like a thing where tiny goes, okay, here's what's happening. And then we just cut and we never actually explain that. Or does someone want to take on tiny and lay out what's going on? Oh, I actually think that's perfect. Yeah. What, you, you got tiny? I got tiny. All right. So, lads, here's the skinny. <laughs> my people, not the Irish, <laughs> but my true people. We are the Fae, the elves, the goblins, all of the like. They want to take back their world. And their thought is. If we take away their buildings, they'll go back to living in huts and small homes and believe in the magical world. By taking away everything, they'll take over the world. They're not doing it alone. They made a deal. They made a deal with somebody in power 
to spare them or take everything else. You've got to stop them. This world is much more beautiful than I ever imagined. You've got to stop them. You don't think you could have told us this a week ago, Tiny? I didn't know that they would actually go through with it. They had to have help from the inside, from your people. The magic only works if somebody's willing to give up something on the other side. If you stop that person, you can stop them. The Fae can't win unless they have their willing helper. Somebody in some human has made a deal and given them great power. You'll have to take him back. (laughs) (laughs) Seems suitably vague. That's amazing. That's just amazing. So maybe the next step of planning it out could be trying to figure out who that person would be. So again, I could go back to the yarn board. Yep. So if, if anybody else, again, has everyone gone this turn yet? I, I get confused myself sometimes. If we were playing together, you'd have tokens. Yeah, I have, <laughs> yeah, the, I, I have not gone this turn, I don't think. You started this turn. Oh, that's right. All started. three of us have gone. Yeah, so yeah, it's back to you. Yeah. yeah. So we can start over again. I think it makes sense, Josh, maybe go back to the yarn board to try to figure out who that person is. And this is still yep. part of playing it out. Yeah, exactly. Yep, I'll do that. Why don't you go ahead and do you have something to start with, Leo Nicole? I'm thinking. Yeah, I was going to say, I think I might have an idea of somebody who could possibly help us. That is, of course, if she'll take my call. <laughs> and I, I go to the phone that's still attached to the wall and on a cord. And I pull it down and, and I dial. It's a push button. And I try to call Kelsey. And I uh, want to be Kelsey. Oh, I'll be Kelsey. Okay. <laughs> hey, Kelsey. You're the last one that I thought I would hear from. Things aren't good. I'm only calling because I came across something that I think you might find interesting. You don't say things aren't good there, Cal. Three years and this is, you only call me when you need something. I'm calling because I care. And I'm calling because I've got information that I think you might need. You didn't call in Rio. You didn't care when you were in Rio. Why do I think you care now? Kels, I don't have the time to go through this with you right now. There's bigger things than you and me. Oh, I know. You never have the time, Cal. That's right. You never have the time, do you? Just tell me what you want. I think I might know what's going on while the buildings are shrinking worldwide. And I'm betting that there's one place somewhere in the world, some country or some community, where none of the buildings are shrinking. You don't I, mean. I don't, I need you to find out who, where that is. Because whoever that is, they're part of this problem. No, it couldn't be. Whatever you're thinking, however improbable it may be, that's the key to what it's going to take to stop this thing. <sighs> All right, Cal, I'll make this call. I'll make the call. I'll find out. But just this once. I don't ever want you to... Don't you call me. I'll call you. I'm going to, at this point in time, attempt to persuade her. I'm going to leverage my relationship with her. Okay. I'm going to utilize my charm. I'm going to... Again, I'm going to go with my... Actually, I'm not going to go with my motivational speaking. I'm going to go with my tactics and military training. Because I'm Mm. going to also bring into the fact that it's our duty to save this country and its people. And by virtue of that, the world serve and protect 
foreign and domestic. And of course, I will also leverage my heroic talent where my word is my bond. So that's... So the heroic talent, you don't have to use until you roll. If you don't like the roll, you can re-roll it. If you want to add extra dice, you can use your Achilles heel. You get two extra dice, but any ones count as two setbacks. My Achilles heel is I overpromise results. Yeah, you can tell her that if she gets you this, you can solve the problem. Type of a thing. Yeah, and but more importantly, I'm going to tell her that, look, there's so many things going on. Whatever's gone wrong between the two of us, when this is over, I promise I'll fix it. You mean that if we fix this, there's a world for you and I again, Cal? I don't know how you think you're going to fix that. We got to save the world first. Then there'll be a world for us. All right. So go ahead and roll. How many dice are you rolling? So I think that's, that, that gets me to five, I believe. Okay. So one, two, three, four, five. I have a four, four, an eight, a seven, and a two. And I do have that 12 that I saved from before that I probably want to well, drop you, in. You actually yeah. use that on other people's turns. Oh, okay. That's for other people. Yeah. Okay. So you All have right. one success, but you could use a heroic trait to reroll everything but the eight. And you, so potentially get more successes. But again, you could also get failure. So you you could be fine with the one success. It's up to you. I'm going to go with the additional roll. Okay. And that's going to be a 10, an eight, a seven, and a three. Okay, so two more successes. So then what does that look like in the scene? So it sounds like Jessica was hesitating. And then because of your heroic trait, you were able to get the success you were going for. Yeah, Basically, she was going to file the information or talk to somebody about it. But this really caused her to really dig in and figure something out and get back to us with, with results. So she can call us back shortly and get a pinpoint a location. All right. Yeah. So that so takes, on, oh, sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, so on your flip phone, you get a text message that's basically two sets of coordinates. That's what she texts back. All right. So our planet out is down to four. So we're almost through it and we still have a lot of paranoia left. And again, it can look like however you want it to look. So whoever yeah. has an idea for how they want to go next, go ahead. Yeah. So I'd like to try to attack the paranoia ang- angle of this. So I know that like I've got the plan up on the wall and everything like that, but I think I've started to realize that that there is this air of paranoia around. And so what I am going to try to do is organize the wall a little bit better, give it a little bit more structure, start to go ahead and categorize the news articles that I found and the research that I found and everything like that. Try to give a little bit more order and a little bit more, a little bit more, I guess just order, like a little bit more rationale behind what's going on here. And so I'm, I've been like this entire time while Cal was on the phone with Lieutenant Dan and I was like taking things like as he's talking, you can't see me in the background, like taking things off on the wall and looking around and trying to go put someplace else. And so I'd like to use like kind of a combination of brains and the fact that nobody knows that I once interned in a library. So I know the Dewey Decimal System very well, but I'm so I'm a, I'm a, ki- I'm a killer organizer. Okay. So I'm going to take a one point skill for, for organization and I want to try try to decrease our uh, general paranoia. Okay. Uh, that's uh, two for brains, one for organization, and then my base one, so that's four dice. Okay. It doesn't have, matter how many times you reorganize it, Jagger. We still can't fight magic. What are we supposed to do? This is crazy. Ooh. It's being paranoid for you. Yeah, yeah. So, there we go. I was like, yeah. I was like what's he doing? <laughs> uh, all right. So a four and a three, those are nothing. And I got a 12 and a nine. But we really got to hit our paranoia. So I'll take those three successes against our paranoia. Okay. And then you have the 12, which you can roll again, or you can hold for later. 
I'm going to roll it again. And that's a six, so nothing else. So three successes. Yep. And so finally, like, once he reorganizes everything, he, like, it's, again, it's very neat. Like, where before it was just, like, total, like, chaos and, like, papers, like, over papers and everything like that. Now it's very much neat and organized. And he stands back and in total nonsensical fill. And that's all he says. <laughs> Excellent. All right. So we've got seven left on the paranoia and we have four left in the planet out. We do have coordinates. So it, that very well might get us to that point. One thing, again, just a suggestion that the fact that no one knows what's happening might be causing the paranoia. So maybe just telling people yeah. what the who's behind it might help alleviate the paranoia as a way. But again, it can look like however you want it to. Has everyone, I think, Glenn, have you gone this round? I have nope. not, so it, I can try to address that part, especially since Travis. I'm not Travis in this game. I'm Stan. <laughs> no, especially you're Stan. Especially since, oh, I'm just Stan, not Stan Lee. Yeah. So especially since Stan is definitely feeling some paranoia, his scientific brain is having a hard time wrapping itself around this whole magical fey concept, and it's really bending him a little bit. So he goes off the rails a little after he was freaking out a minute ago. He didn't even stay to hear Phil when Jagger. I keep trying to call you Jaeger, by the way. No, it's Jagger. 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 It's Jagger, but Jagger. I keep trying to call you Jaeger. That when Jagger finished his little puzzle, after he did his little freak out about just rearranging, it's not going to do any good, man. He stormed out and decided the world needed to know. So in a paranoid tinfoil hat crisis of not faith, existential crisis. He starts calling every tinfoil hat news network he can find to tell them what they've found out is going on. He tries some real news networks first, but they laugh at him. But he finally gets one or two that pick it up and he gets, one, he gets a story out in the Inquirer and one in the USA, USA Today, US Today, something like that. One of the other, one of the other rag mags on the thing. Weekly and, World and, News. Thank you. That's the one I was after, Weekly World News. And as we're going through this, eventually... The fact that somebody started this crazy theory gets picked up by an actual news network. So I have no idea what I'm rolling in my attempt for this, but let's see. I'm going to go with Moxie, I guess, because it's totally, it doesn't really have anything to do with his bronze's brain or brains or his charm. This is about his paranoia. And he's just freaking out and babbling to anybody who will listen. Excellent. So Moxie gives me two. Scientific process is not helping me. Uh, 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 I'll use that to fix it if I don't do good. You do have tiny. You have that relationship. Maybe oh, like a picture would go a long way. Yeah. yeah. Oh, snap a picture of tiny. Fair enough. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. I'll leverage my relationship with tiny. That's a fantastic idea, though. It's going to be grainy and terrible because on flip phones, <laughs> the cameras were not that good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's like a Bigfoot photo. Yeah. So later, Highly later the conspiracy theorists will, re will refute it as a fake. Of course. Yes. 12, 11, and an 8. Whew. So that's 4 right there, and you still have the 12. I'll throw that one out too. What the heck? 9. 9. All right. So yeah, that's a huge success. So you've taken it all the way down to 4. So they're both at 4 right now. This is definitely spreading across the globe. Pictures of Tiny are showing up, and people are starting to believe that they have an enemy to fight, which helps resolve some of their paranoia. But then you also still have the guy when he was younger who plays the newspaper dude in Spider-Man who's oh, freaking yeah. out. Yeah, the guy, J.K. Hey, Simmons? Simmons, Someone's yeah. going to know his name. I don't. I'm terrible with him. Yeah, J.K. Simmons. And he's sitting at a news desk as a younger reporter doing a freak-out bash on this whole tinfoil hat fairy theory and putting up pictures of UFOs and what? Bigfoot next and craziness <laughs> like that. Yeah. All right. So we got four left in each. I think everyone's Excellent. gone, so we can cycle back again. Whoever has an idea of how to keep us going. Again, four is not on the outside of possibility, so it's 
possible the next person to go could solve one, but more than likely it's going to take two more rolls unless someone rolls really badly and makes things worse. Yeah. Stan okay. also can't sit on the sidelines. So his paranoid brain is also starting to work on this theory. And he comes to you guys after he's talked to all the news people he can find. He's like, I'm trying to get the word out, but I think we need to get to Ireland. How do we get to Ireland? That's where it's all starting. So if we're going to stop this thing, if we're going to bring it to an, if we're going to, if we're going to, if we're going to save the world, how do we get to Ireland? Can we fly? I can't swim that well. So I'm hoping. So what would, yeah, in the Air Force what would an airport look like if the buildings are gone, but the landing strips and planes are still there? We'll have the little ones like in the Groton, New London airport still in existence. Mm, but those won't make it cities. across the Atlantic. What are you talking about? Did you Amelia Earhart? <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. I, however, still have my pilot's license. Oh, I nice. I still fly. Do you? <laughs> I wonder if... <sighs> I wonder if my aunt Sherry still has that old World War II bomber <laughs> stashed in her <laughs> barn. In her barn? Well, she's got an airfield out back, and she likes it. It's a big, wide barn. <laughs> my family's redneck. Leave me alone. So I have to call my aunt Sherry and find out if she still has that old B-52 bomber with the extra fuel tank stored in her garage for, from that her, that her father and her restored when she was younger. So you don't have to call. You can say it happens. You can like role play out the call, but right. if you want it to be there, it's there. So we call aunt Sherry. And yeah. Stan, is that you? Yeah. How you been? I'd be better if you showed up for dinner every now and then. I don't know if you've noticed, but things have been shrinking all over the world. I've been a bit busy. Family doesn't make excuses, Stanley Rutherford Bishop. <sighs> oh, yes, at Nana. Cut it out the middle name. <laughs> no excuses. When are you coming over? And would you Actually, prefer mashed potatoes with gravy or would you prefer baked potatoes? With Nana's special cheese sauce. You know what I would love, Nana. Both. Definitely make both, Stanley. And my name is Stan. I don't know how many times I have to tell you this. Stan. You mind your tone, Stanley Rutherford. Yes, Who's that on the phone? It's Stanley. <laughs> of course tell him does. I say hi. When's he coming over for dinner? Your uncle, Rupert, says hi. <sighs> Tell Uncle Rupi that I, I say hi, too. Look, I, I need to borrow the bomber. I got a friend who can fly. You need to borrow embalming fluid? No, the bomber. Rupi, he said something about embalming fluid. I got a bunch from Walmart the other day. He's good. That's fine. Stanley that's turns fine. to no, Tiny and says, is there an aging thing, tattoos. too? My aunt's only 32, but she sounds like she's 60 now. That's bag bomb. <sighs> that's for your new tattoo. We'll be there in about six hours. We need to borrow the plane. The plane. Okay, the plane. Rupee, he doesn't need the bag bomb. He needs the plane. The plane. I haven't started that thing in 15 years. I told him you got it working. Oh, I haven't got it working, but okay. So the plane is working. Your Uncle Rupee said he'd definitely make it so. It'll be just like that fort you used to play in when you were a little boy. Thanks, Aunt Nana. We'll be there in six hours. Excellent. 
Bring your appetites. So I guess we're rolling to see if <laughs> well, Uncle Rupert can fix a blade. All that just kind of happens because <sighs> you say it happens. If you want to roll to see if the plane gets fixed, that would be part of the plan. I kind of lost so, track of whose turn that actually was, which was, again, it's fine. I just, fine. Yeah. <laughs> that, that was mine. So yeah. good news, guys. My Aunt Nana and my Uncle Rupi, they've got the plane for us. So if Val can fly it, we can get to Ireland and kick <laughs> some fairy butt. Cal, yes, Cal. Yeah, my bad. I called you Val, didn't I? You did. I think it's funny you've you've called him you called him Val all movie. That's the funny part, actually. I think that's great. You know, like you've got like a different it. script. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Everybody keeps calling me Stanley. So I guess we're rolling to see if Uncle Rupert fixes the plane. Yeah. Or do you want to roll against the planet? Yeah, I guess that's part of the plan, right? To roll to see if the, it's a yeah. So that's the object. That's the objective that we're rolling against. All right, so I'm going to leverage my relationship with my aunt that I just invented. Okay. Yep. My one die that I get. My my brains are hereditary, so they're smart too. Yep, I like it. And that gets me to four. A one, a two, a ten, and a twelve. All right, that's a total of two successes right after the one. Yep. So yep. that would take us down to two. You have the twelve. You could roll it now, potentially solve it, or you could hold it for later. I'll save it this time. Okay. All right. So you do have the one setback. So you have to stress something that you use to build that dice pool. So either your attribute, your skill, or the relationship. I have to say, I, asking them to fly their bomber across the Atlantic is a big <laughs> ask. So. Well, and also get it air ready in six hours. I think your uncle's right. going to be a little rushed to get that done. Yeah. Aunt yep. Nana and Uncle Rupi probably will not be very happy when we arrive. All right. So who is next? We have four points left on paranoia, only two left in planet out. I can would like to attack the plan because we can fast forward past the six hour drive. Again, use B-roll of us driving through random countryside and city roads and everything like that. And only to make it to uh, to Aunt Nana's airfield with Uncle Rupi working on the plane. But of course, I've got fast hacking. So I've got I've got the general skill to go ahead and fix anything. I would like to go ahead and help Uncle Rupi get the uh, get the plane up and running. Okay. I'll take the comically large wrench to go ahead and tune the engine and everything like that. Definitely a brains roll. So a two and a two for that. So that's a total of five die. All right. I will I will jump in there with all of my knowledge of fixing World War II well, also, Yeah, I like that. You hook your computer to it like a diagnostic machine, which oh. would not work, but of course. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I've got a special cable. I tell them that I need a, I, I, I need like a spanner. A, 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 a J twelve. I need a J twelve dongle, and Uncle Rupi just happens to have one in his shed sure. that allows me to go ahead and hook my MacBook up to it to to go and ahead a five and get the inch spanner. You gotta have yep. a five inch spanner. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Ish. Okay. So I have a one, and I have a nine and a ten. Okay. Okay. So I'm gonna stress my fast hacking. Start there, and that's and the one in one of my successes cancel out, right? Yep. So that leaves okay, you with so one left and plan it out. So. Again, we could leave that maybe for a leave to actually fly the plane to get you there. No, or no, I kick it. I, I kick it. Can't accept failure. I, oh, you, I was going to throw it? my helper die, and I'll throw kick it. it. Yep, yep. American planes, German planes, <laughs> all made in Taiwan. But I only rolled a six, so it didn't help. All right, that's fine. <laughs> that's fine. I can't accept failure. That's my Achilles heel. Can I call that now, or can I? So you would have to use your heroic trait to re-roll. Ah, okay. And then you can also use the Achilles heel to give you two more in addition yep. on the reroll. 
I, I will do that. So I will, I had a five and a seven. I will reroll those guys and I will uh, use my Achilles heel. So I'll check off that and that. So I roll four more die. No ones. No ones. I got a 10 and a nine. So that's two more successes. That does it. So yeah, so you yep. have completely fixed the plane at this point. Excellent. And however and you said- else you want to describe the planning being finished. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's just, I, I'm sitting there, like, it's it's hot. I'm like, I've taken off my t-shirt. I've wrapped it around my head. We started playing volleyball for a minute. Like, it was... It Is was this our beefcake shot? Yes. Exactly. It's the beefcake shot. Except of, I'm like, except I'm like an out of shape, like IT guy. Like I'm hairy and short. And so it's, but, but the body double that they use for me is just amazing. So it's like, it like doesn't even look like it look like me. Like the body double is like six foot four and handsome and not, does not look like Jagger at all. So with their, with Jagger's face, poorly CGI'd from the two thousands over the top <laughs> exactly. of him. It's yep. the thing like yep. the plane wing is separating it. So from that down, it's just muscular, <laughs> but from the top up, it's just your head. Exactly. Yeah. And I had one more success than we needed for the objective. So can that, does that roll over to paranoia? If you want it to. I absolutely want it to. All right. That's now three. During the car trip, I uh, love that you're able to procure was old and it had a single cassette stuck in it (laughs) and it was going along with the Irish theme. The proclaimers, I, I would up. walk 500 miles. And when I go out, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who goes along with you. And if I get drunk, well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who gets drunk next to you. And if I have well, I know I'm going to be, I'm going to be the man who's favoring to you. And I would walk 500 miles an hour. I, I am a comic after all. It's all about timing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And when it, like, right when, uh, when Stan has to kick the thing. Da-da-da! Da-da-da! <laughs> and so that's going to be one, a three, and that's a five. So one, two, three, four, and we're going to take the red one. That's a 12 and 11, a nine, a six, and a seven. Yep. So that solves that. So you can narrate the the completion and we you can even kick it off to where we're actually in Ireland for the start of act three. You can end it however you want, but all the act two obstacles are solved. Yeah. As we're going, we're on the runway. We're taking off contact. The propellers start going or whatever. Jaeger's chilling in the in, in the bombardier spot because it's got a great vantage point as we're going. So you can see the can- the takeoff from his perspective and then on each of our faces as we go. Not the belly gun? Yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. The belly gun. That's the bombardier. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah that belly gun section. So he's got that great all-around shot as we take off. And as we're flying, you can see all these cities that should be traditionally tall as we're flying over new york you can see where the buildings are not there as they used to be so we're seeing this tragedy that has happened and what's going on knowing that we're flying off to save the day but as we go we're flying the sunset the sunset is happening tragically it's in the wrong location it should be in front of us but it's actually behind us because as we fly off that's um, okay they put it in front of us anyway for the shot yeah it totally totally lights against our faces as we're in, in our various spaces and as we go, we're going, and and I, I drop the uh, the mic on the uh, that we've got on these vintage helmets, and I say, "Ladies and gentlemen, please keep your seatbelts buckled, fastened. There are no emergency exits on this plane because we're over the mid Atlantic, and this will suck if you fall to your doom. <laughs> It'll be a few hours till we reach Ireland, 
And in the meantime, I give you the proclaimer. It shows us leaving the coastline, flying over a full-size Statue of Liberty besides an empty New York skyline. <laughs> yeah. That's a great shot. <laughs> <laughs> but that's probably the picture on the poster, maybe, because that would definitely yeah. be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The world yeah, yeah. thought it had big problems. Thank you for joining us. This has been Tabletop Journeys. We would love to hear your feedback on our show today. Join us at www.ttjourneys.com where you can subscribe to the blog to leave comments and see all the content that we publish beyond the podcast. You can also stay in touch by subscribing to our Twitter, at TT Journeys, by joining our Facebook group, Tabletop Journeys, or by sending an email directly to podcast at ttjourneys.com. And remember, if you want early access to all of our episodes, a chance to drop dice with your favorite hosts, and maybe even appear in one of our actual plays, you can join our Patreon to help support the show at patreon.com forward slash ttjourneys. You're listening to us on Stitcher, iTunes, Podchaser, Spotify, or Audible. We would appreciate it if you would like and subscribe to the podcast on that platform. Full episodes come out every week on Saturdays, and every Tuesday features our actual play episodes. Thank you for listening and for being a part of our growing community. And in the words of another traveler along our path, we bid you shade and sweet water.